streaming on Paramount Plus. You ready, Bob? Well, all right. Audiences are raving. Bob Marley is electrifying. It's the feel-good movie of the year. You dig? Bob Marley, One Love. Rated PG-13. Now streaming on Paramount Plus. Good morning, Bucknoters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Wednesday, February 14th, 2024. I am Dave Biddle. I'll be joined by Steve Hellwagon in just a moment. Happy Valentine's Day. Uh, Happy belated birthday to Steve Hellwagon. His birthday was yesterday. Happy birthday today to my youngest daughter, Chelsea. Yeah, Valentine's birthday. Um, So uh, happy birthday to Steve and to my youngest daughter and uh, happy Valentine's Day to everybody. And I hope... uh, this show is something everybody is going to love today. Steve's going to join us in just a moment. Before we get to that, I'm going to let you know about one of our great sponsors that I know Patrick Murphy loves. He keeps telling me. I'm like, that's too much information, but that's that's neither here nor there. And uh, a great deal you guys can get. Joy Mode. I think I speak for most men when I say we want to be at our best in the bedroom. The issue is that over-the-counter pills that help in that department contain unregulated chemicals, suggest unsafe doses, and include the risk of several other health problems. That's why we partnered with our friends over at Joy Mode. Whether you're looking to spice up your intimate moments or increase your confidence in the bedroom, Joy Mode makes all-natural and science-backed supplements dedicated to helping men perform better across their core functions. Here are the game changers. All ingredients have been assessed in peer-reviewed journals, All ingredients have been studied and researched in humans. I like that it's humans, not aliens. Researched in humans. I don't know about you, but I'll never go back to prescription or over-the-counter drugs after trying Joy Mode. Uh, It's small enough to fit in your wallet and take with you on the go. It's the perfect travel companion. Go to to usejoymode.com. Go to usejoymode.com slash bucknuts and get 20% off with code bucknuts at checkout. That's 20% off and free shipping with code BUCKNUTS at usejoymode. Use J-O-Y-M-O-D-E dot com slash BUCKNUTS. Great sex solved naturally. There you have it. So on today's show, we're going to talk all about joy mode. We're also, you know, we're also going to talk about Ohio State's quarterbacks, like what we expect out of Will Howard as QB1. Who's going to be his main backup? You know, and who might transfer after spring? Then we're going to get to Chip Kelly, his impact. Then we're going to get to basketball coaching hot board. If you don't like Ohio State basketball, you don't care. We'll we'll warn you. You can hop off. We're going to save that for last. Um, as you can see, I'm not a, I'm not a fan of 16 game road losing streaks. I don't know who is. Uh, I'm a fan of Steve Hellwagon though. Happy belated birthday, sir. Yes, how do? Happy 39th yesterday to you. Yeah, and- 39 plus. X, yeah. And my uh, my youngest daughter turns uh, 14 today. Awesome. She's a Valentine's Day baby. So yeah. So awesome. uh, you guys are you guys are one day apart in just uh you know what 25 years. It's not really you guys are, <laughs> aren't too far apart. Um, but um, all right, lot to get into. Let's start with 
expectations for Will Howard. I'm not even saying he might be the starting quarterback. He will be the starting quarterback. Um, I'm not breaking news there. What are your personal expectations for Will Howard uh, in his one and only year here in Columbus? Well, I mean, everybody thinks this is the guy that's going to bring the national championship to Ohio State. I mean, that would be the number one expectation. Forget everything else. Uh, to me, that's that's kind of like job one for him. And to put those expectations on somebody, that that's, that's a bit much. Uh, yes, he did win a Big 12 championship. Yes, he defeated a, a TCU team that would go on and beat Michigan uh, last year in the national semifinal game. So uh, he's got some bona fides, no question about it. He's got some experience. And he's been there and he's done that. He's played at the highest level against some of the best teams, Oklahoma, Texas, et cetera. So you want to see, obviously, how he assimilates. And everything that Ryan Day said has been outstanding in regards to Will Howard, that he's come in and been a leader and been a guy that the guys uh, are comfortable working with. And I think that's the first thing. And then here in a few weeks, I mean, we're inside probably two and a half weeks to the start of spring football at Ohio State. And uh, that's when the rubber starts to hit the road. And you go out there day after day after day, and you show that you're mastering the offense, and you show that you are a leader, and you show that you are a difference maker. And I think what he's going to bring to the table is a quarterback who has that willingness to run. If he can get you you know, 250 to 300 yards passing, if not more, and 40 or 50 yards rushing in every game that he plays, they're going to be a really hard team to beat. So, because that 40 or 50 yards is usually uh, for the quarterback uh, converting a number of first downs. I mean, as we saw at the Super Bowl with Mahomes, the times that he ran were very impactful, converting fourth downs, converting third downs, and uh, to me, that's what uh, what we're going to see with Will Howard is those kind of impactful plays that they haven't had the last four years, really. I mean, Fields did it a little bit, but not not to that degree. So uh, I that's what I'm excited to see out of Howard, the full package. And then from there, obviously, those other guys are going to fill in right in line behind him. And what a battle it's going to be for Hungry Lions you know, fighting for whatever scraps are left, you know, after Will Howard has taken his bite of the apple. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited about it. Again, I don't think he's going to come in here and set the world on fire and, and be a first-round pick. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, that's why I said I kept it 250-300. I kept yeah. it, <laughs> I kept I like it, it, you know, copacetic. Yeah. You know, I wasn't looking to ch- – plus, you're going to run the football, Dave. No you doubt. you studs at running back. You're going to run the football. That's exactly. I was just about to say, you got Judkins and Trey, and you know James Peoples. I know I, I, I'm high on him, even though he's a true freshman. We know true freshmen can play running back. That's one of the positions you can step right in there and play. They still have Dallin Hayden, uh, yeah, and Will Howard himself's going to run. I'm yeah, I'm pretty bullish on him, man. I think, and I wouldn't rule out Ryan Day turning him into like a late first round pick, but like yeah, I think he'll be like a solid like second round, maybe third round at the worst. Don't screw up my draft record, Dave. Don't screw up there. Well, maybe he will be a first rounder. He's, I tell you what, meeting with him, and you touched on this, he's mature. He does have a little bit of a baby face. The first, I think people before they saw like the interview, they were like, wait a minute, is this guy, you know, 
he looks like he's younger than McCord, you know, da, 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 da. And it's like, then you watch the interview and it's like, this guy's very mature. And I've gotten intel from people I trust inside the WAC and people that I know that parents of players are like, this guy's legit. Like this guy is in like all of two seconds to win over the locker room. And that's not easy walking into Ohio state and doing that with these guys. And um, yeah, I I expect big things out of him. I'll throw this this in there real quick. I was watching the senior bowl and a guy from uh, Kansas state Got his invitation, I presume, in December after uh, Howard had probably made the decision he wasn't going to play in the bowl game, I presume. Maybe it was before. I don't know. But they had video of this from the coach's office, and there's Will Howard right there with his teammate who got this invite to the Senior Bowl. And he thought, I mean, this kid, whoever it was, maybe been a tight end from Kansas State, you know, thought, like, this was the greatest thing that ever happened for him. And Will Howard was, like, right there you know, supporting him in that moment. So I, to me, that meant a lot that uh, he's built those bonds with his teammates and it showed, I mean, he wasn't even really mentioned in the clip, but he was just in the background. I mean, this probably in December at some point. So yeah, I, to me, uh, that's the kind of thing you like to see somebody who is invested in everybody around them. And I know that those bonds are hard to build in, in a few days and a few weeks, but that's what this time of the year is all about is building, taking all these disparate pieces, a couple guys from Alabama, a guy from Kansas state, you know, a guy from Ohio university and just, you know, put it in there with all these guys who have come back. And you think that like JT Tui Maloal and, and Sawyer and those guys are looking at Will Howard and saying, this guy right here, this guy is what's going to help us get over the top. And, uh, to me, that's that's what that's what team building is all about. All right, now some people are saying like, don't rule out like Devin Brown being the starter. I, I'm ruling it out. Will Howard's not coming here. I don't know what. I don't think that's necessarily Ryan Day like guaranteed him the job, but I'm sure it was implied. I'll be shocked if Will Howard. I like Devin Brown. He just is too injury prone. He's got to got to you know he he's he's I don't want to say he's brittle, but. He gets in his own way with the, all these injuries and stuff. He's injured three different times. You know, it's like it, it four different times: the spring, uh, early in the season, warmups, and then the bowl game. Four different times the guy was injured in the last year, and uh, you know he he's got to find a way. You know, the only ability that counts is availability. So uh, if he's not on the field and not practicing, he's not in the competition. So. He's got to figure out a way to, to, to get by that. we got Eric on Facebook saying, Will Howard is a more consistent Cardale Jones. Oh, 18 gauge for him. I'm, I'm assuming he's going to wear 18. He's worn, He wore 18 at Kansas State. He's a it's open. guy. And it's, yeah, last time I checked, Marvin Harrison. Marvin, Marvin. Marvin, Marvin, Marvin. Who am I going to say about this year? It used to be. Philadelphia freedom for Philly Brown. And then, uh, you know, Marvin, Marvin, who am I going to sing to this year? I don't know. Oh, we'll figure something out. We'll figure something out. All right. Um, who's going to – now, I, I think it's going to be Julian saying as a truth – because I think Devin Brown's going to transfer. Who knows? I hope they. I hope all five stick around. I think Will Howard's definitely sticking around, obviously, and he's going to be the starter. They have five scholarship quarterbacks that are going to be going through spring ball, four of which have never gone through spring ball at Ohio State. <laughs> the only one who has is Devin Brown. I think probably Devin's going to transfer after spring, just a guess. 
And I'm hearing like Julian saying the coaches definitely prefer him so far. They haven't even practiced yet. So far, if you're talking Julian saying or Aaron Nolan, I'm hearing Julian saying this is the one you need to be focused on. Um, so I think Julian saying is a true freshman, at least has a very good chance of being the, the number two quarterback. What do you think, Steve? Um, again, my knowledge about these guys is so small because I've really never watched them practice, really never even watched them, their high school film to know uh, who does what. But uh, I was always a big Aaron Nolan person just because I saw him show up at spring football last year and he wasn't uh, messing around. He was in the huddle, like watching watching the offense operate last spring. And, and to me, that looked like somebody who was a pretty good student of the game. So he seemed very serious about uh, what was going on. So again, I think uh, let it, let it play out, let them get into spring football, us sitting here talking about it. Uh, to me, I, I really have no opinion on it because I can't, I have nothing to base it on. I just, I've not, I'm not one of the 24-7 sports talent people who, who assess these people. I think those people weighed in that, you know, they believe Julian Sayan is better than Aaron Nolan, but Aaron Nolan's still great. So, Good to me, to have. Good yeah, I mean, to have, right? if he has to play, then so be it. Then doggone it, we got to play a high four-star, you know, doggone it, you know, whatever. So uh, I'm not really that, uh, that concerned about it. And uh, the best player will play. I, with Chip Kelly and Ryan Day and Brian Hartline running this thing and Justin Fry, I don't have any doubt that the best player is going to play at all these positions. I, I have no doubt about that. I'm with you. Do we do we get the feeling Ryan Day is screwing around at all this offseason? Because I no, don't. No. There's no mess around. There is zero screwing around from Ryan no Day. Mess around. He, is, he is just eyes on the prize. Of our next topic. I love this. And I had a source. We, we quoted a source in the boarding house. It was actually Monday. And I'm going to repeat it for everybody now. I'm going to paraphrase. Our source was like, this tells me a lot about Ryan Day and what, what a great leader he is. Because what does he like doing the most? Calling plays. He's given that up. And this also alleviates any concern in the source's opinion, who I trust profusely, of Ryan Day leaving for the NFL to be an offensive coordinator in, a, in like a year or so. Because if he wanted to be an offensive coordinator in the NFL, there's no way you'd give up play calling duties. It just shows, according to my source, and I agree with this, how committed <coughs> Ryan Day is to making this program as great as it can be. He's giving up what he loves the best. What he loves the most is play calling. He's giving that up. Now, giving it up is probably strong. He's going to be heavily involved. We know that. But bringing in Chip Kelly, um, get into all that, what it means for Ryan Day, taking a step back, being more of a CEO giving up what he loves the most for the betterment of the program with so much on his plate. And what kind of impact do you think Chip Kelly's going to have here, Steve? I think potentially he could have a huge impact. And again, like we said with Will Howard, he's been brought here to help Ohio State win the national championship this season. And again, after some near misses the last three years or four years, uh, whatever, from 19 on really, uh, 18 on, 17 on, 16 on, 15 on, you know, nine years of near misses. Uh, it's it's time that Ohio State gets to the national championship game and wins it. So uh, to me, that's why uh, these people are here. Uh, it was very telling to me. I mean, obviously the Bill O'Brien thing dragged out for almost a week. 
even through a weekend, <laughs> it dragged out where Boston College, uh, finally the white smoke came out of the Basilica there at Boston College, and they were able to uh, make the decision on Bill O'Brien uh, over Al Washington, it seemed like. And uh, it seemed that uh, Chip Kelly wanted out of UCLA, as the people, Chris Hummer wrote a story about it, that uh, there was no investment in the program to his liking uh, from Martin Jarman and really not even a fault of Martin Jarman. They just don't have the resources there and uh, haven't shaken enough trees to, to have enough money. They're going to make a little bit more money their first few years in the big 10, uh, but probably won't be fully, fully vested until the 2030s probably. So, uh, you know, it, it uh, it's an untenable situation there at UCLA uh, for Chip Kelly. And, and so he wanted out, he interviewed with the Seahawks for their coordinator job. And uh, now uh, within hours of Bill O'Brien leaving to go to Boston College, I mean, it was like a trickle, like Pete DeMell says that he's told the team he's out. And then he's within 90 minutes, he's in at Ohio State. I mean, <laughs> it wasn't to go to the Seahawks, it was coming to Ohio State. So uh, to me, um, Chip Kelly sees this as a way to help his number one protege, Ryan Day, win the national championship. Chip Kelly would like to have one of them big gaudy rings on his hand, too. He ain't got one either. So uh, whether it's Super Bowl or national championship. So to me, uh, this is the best of all worlds. Uh, you know, implicit trust that these guys have in one another, belief in one another. They're going to sit around a table. They're not going to BS each other. They're going to say, this guy can play. This guy can't play. This is what this guy can do. This is what this guy can't do. And they're going to tailor that offense to what their players can and can't do. And it's going to be a lot of fun, I think, watching this team move the ball from one end of the field to the other end of the field, get a stop, move the ball from one end of the field to the other end of the field. Then at the end of the quarter, switch ends, get a stop, move the ball from this end of the field to that end of the field. And it's just going to happen lather, rinse, repeat. It's going to be fun to watch them go from point A to point B all day long against teams. And, uh, you know, we'll see. I think that Chip Kelly uh, bases a lot of what he likes to do on the run game. I think that you need to get it to second and four, second and three. Uh, you know, a lot of the people who've coached at Ohio State over the years, when you're able to get it to second and short, that's when the entire entirety of everything you can do is now there. And that's when you can really hit them is with something big. Or if you're in that conservative mindset to run clock, you get the first down and you just keep the chains moving, whatever. But these guys together, I think it's an unbeatable tandem. And I, I want to see a team uh, put a defense on the field that's going to stop this offense because they've got everything short of a great offensive line that you need to put up huge numbers this season. And we'll see if they can – if they can't create a great offensive line going against this great defensive line that rocked them around the world last spring, uh, you know, if they can't build an offensive line out of this spring where they're going to get tested all 15 days, then I don't know if the people here will ever build one because uh, they're going to get they're going to get tested. The cream's going to rise to the top if. And I'm just throwing names out there. If Fryer's not good enough, then Tegra will be or Montgomery will be or whoever. They're going to find five guys in that huddle that can move this team down the field.
maybe a transfer after spring or even before spring with some of these windows being open. We shall see. But uh, maybe like Josh Simmons last year, they'll get somebody after spring ball. Or like you said, it'll be Fryer staying at right tackle. Maybe they'll bump Fryer inside to right guard. Then you have, like you said, you got Luke Montgomery could take over at right tackle if you want to go in-house. Tegra um, could play tackle or guard. At the very worst, Tegra is going to be a, a very good depth piece. Um, so, yeah, we'll see what happens. But, yeah, this this – we're talking offense on today's show. This roster is just loaded. Are there – is it perfect? No, because we're mentioning – it feels like they're one offensive lineman away, maybe one linebacker away from really being – but, like, I, I just – I love the talent and the depth almost across the board on both sides of the ball. Um, all right, let's get to this. Well, before we do that, Steve, you and I have a lot in common. Like, you know, we're both Reds fans, unfortunately. Maybe it'll be fortunately this year. You know, we you know, we, we like some of the finer things in life, like a nice steak. You and I love our, our steaks, and uh, I love Omaha steaks. Here's a great deal you guys can get. Our friends over at Omaha Steaks have another great 50% off deal for you guys. I personally love all of their steaks, ribeyes, porterhouses, filet wrapped in bacon. Mm. Plus, they've got a bunch of other great stuff like pork chops, burgers, tons of good side dishes like scalloped potatoes, and much more. With Omaha Steaks, the possibilities are endless. Endless flavor, endless value, all at 50% off during the President's Day sale. The only way to get this amazing deal is to head over to omahasteaks.com slash bucknuts and shop the President's Day sale. Load up on all the delicious flavor you crave at half the price. And you can get eight free burgers on select packages. But you're going to want to hurry because this deal ends soon. Every steak and every entree is flash frozen, vacuum sealed, and ready when you want to enjoy it. All by, all backed by their unconditional 100% money back guarantee. Score presidential deals during the President's Day sale going on right now at Omaha Steaks. Say 50% off site-wide with all of your mouth-watering favorites from tender, juicy steaks to delicious comfort meals, decadent desserts, and so much more. Plus, you'll get eight free Omaha Steak Burgers with select packages, and every purchase is backed by their unconditional money-back guarantee. Again, simply go to omahasteaks.com slash bucknuts and shop the President's Sale today. 50% off, omahasteaks.com slash bucknuts, 50% off. Boom. Love me. And they got a bunch of other good stuff, too, but steaks. Love me some steaks. Steve Steve might like steaks even more than I do, which is saying a hell Went of a Went to Longhorn last night for my birthday. At a boy. At a boy. Guess what we're – I've raised my daughter right. Guess what we're going? We're going to get out to get a steak for her, and we got to go That's early because a... Valentine's Day. We're going to we're gonna be like the, the, the super seniors who go like super early, not just yeah. – we're, we might do like as soon as she gets home from school dinner to beat the battle. Yes, four o'clock. This is the bad part about her birthday being on Valentine's Day. It's like going out to dinner is usually a Not mess. Good. We're gonna go early. We're gonna go to a steakhouse because she likes steak. Boom. Bam, bam. And then we're gonna get a bunch of Omaha steaks and just have them for the, like the yeah you know, the next month. Cook out. I, I grilled out the other day, Dave, when it was like sixty. I actually went, got the canister, made sure I had the canister all ready to go. And uh, we did shish kebabs, little steak, little chicken, the mushrooms, the peppers, the onions, the yeah, tomatoes, uh, the mushrooms, the mushrooms. Yeah, they sauteed it for a day. Oh, good Lord. I'm not mad that we yeah. skipped winter at all here in Columbus. And look, the, the extended forecast looks – it's like it's spring right now, like early Columbus spring. weather. Tell you what, yeah, you know, come for the Ohio State football, stay for the weather. Columbus, Ohio. 
All right. I always I'll- say, get me, get me to my birthday, and it's all downhill from there because the sun has to stay out longer and longer and longer and longer. Right. Every day after my birthday, the sun stays out longer. Oh and yeah, just the heat just radiates. Oh yeah, it's it's staying light till about like uh, six fifteen now. It, it was it was getting like dark at like five o'clock, you know, right before Christmas. We had, you know, and then now it's man. I tell you what, spring is. Uh, pitchers and catchers have reported. Goodyear, Arizona. Here we go. All right now. It's been a fun show. Now we're going to be Debbie Downer and talk Ohio State basketball, but we're going to put a positive spin on it because they're going to hire a new coach, in my opinion, uh, and he's going to take them to hopefully new heights. Certainly it'll be better than whatever Chris Holtman's been doing. So let's get into our co- our basketball coaching hot board. Ohio State now with their school record, 16 straight road, lo- road losing streak, 16 straight road losses. Unbelievable. Um, and they haven't been that good at home either, my friends. So – Holtman's got to get going. Some names I have, we'll turn it over to Steve. And if, if you don't like Ohio State basketball, thanks for checking in. <laughs> yeah, we gave you 24 minutes of football. So yeah. now we're going to get into the hot board. Some guys I like. I like Chris Beard. And it sounds like, you know, the situation with his fiance at the time, now wife, she has recanted. You know, she said she was exaggerating. Now, that still needs to be vetted. Could she just be saying that just to, you know, protect her man? I, I don't know. But it's it's been vetted by others. Ohio State would need to vet that. If that gets vetted and everything checks out, I would love Chris Beard. Okay, he's he's definitely on my short list. I would like Lamont Paris. People are like, who's Lamont Paris? That's what I was asking maybe about like a week ago. So maybe a week and a half. Read up, Lamont Paris. Okay, forty nine years old, native of Finley, Ohio. Played college basketball in the state of Ohio. Current head coach at South Carolina. Who is having a really good season. Lamont Paris checks a lot of boxes. I love it. Um, I, I think that'd be a great hire. I also like the Kansas State coach, um, Jerome Tang. But, yeah, those would be my th- three, you know, pretty much in order. Chris Beard, or maybe not even in order. Chris Beard and Lamont Paris would be one and two in whatever order for me. And then, you know, I'll throw Jerome Tang in there as well. But you got, Steve. What? Give me your hot board, Mr. Wagon. You uh, you cover this basketball team closely, and you've been covering them for many, many moons. So who do you yeah. want to see take over for Holtman? Okay. Well, first of all, I'm not the biggest proponent of doing the hot board while somebody still has the job. So I will, I will proviso that. But I will also say that they better win a bunch of games here at the end of the season or he's going to have a problem on his hands, I think. So we'll just leave it at that. People are like, oh, they're going to fire him or not. Look, I'm not uh, Ted Carter or Ross Bjork, so I don't know. One name that you think about with Ross Bjork is obviously Buzz Williams, who's at Texas A&M. He was a hot coaching name about a decade ago, and he did have a deep tournament run or two. He really hasn't had that kind of success that you thought he might at Texas A&M. They did have a pretty good season last year. I think they were in – the hunt for SEC regular season, or may have even won it last year. I don't in a very good SEC, but uh, and he's got a pretty good team this year. So I don't know what the relationship is with Ross Bjork and Buzz Williams. And uh, Buzz is a Texas guy, and he's at home there at College Station. So I'm not sure if even he he'd want it. Uh, one of your names uh, that I liked was Lamont Paris. Uh, over 20 wins, ranked for the first time at uh, South Carolina. They are since. 2017, I believe. Plus, he would almost certainly bring back the Meech. 
And uh, Meech has uh, played great basketball, Meechie Johnson at South Carolina, and uh, put him in the backcourt with uh, Thornton and Gale and uh, just, you know, just just stir that as veterans now. Just just see what comes out of that. And uh, I, I think you got to kind of like that. So the potential of that. Uh, but uh, he's certainly a guy. Uh, this was one that my buddy from Indiana brought up was Mick Cronin from UCLA, the Red Devil. I'm not necessarily sold on that. I think uh, kind of like Chip Kelly, he probably wants out of UCLA. We're uh, just a big one, Steve. Damon Flint. Yeah, he turned Ohio State in 30 years ago. He turned Ohio ago. State in for Damon Flint. Forget yeah. Mick Cronin. Well, it's the Forget. same thing with the Arkansas coach, Musselman. His dad was the coach at Minnesota for the massacre. No way that he gets hired, although he's a hot coaching name. Uh, the guy at Alabama, Nate Oates, do you throw a billion dollars at him to get him to leave Alabama to come up here? And of course, billion being facetious. Uh, let's see. Uh, my buddy sent me some names, and I'll just peruse them. Wes Miller at Cincinnati has done a bang-up job. That's kind of interesting with some North Carolina ties. Sean Miller, he's used to working with the salary cap there at Xavier. So uh, to me, he's a, an interesting name, although Xavier's having kind of a – after a great year last year, they're having kind of a 500 year this year. Here in general, Dave, let's just, as we tie this off, this is what I want. I want, and if it's Holtman or not, somebody in their 40s and 50s, no 60s, say no to Bruce Pearl. Uh, I yes. don't want anybody with any kind of NCAA baggage. So, you know, Miller, eh, probably not. Uh, nobody with off the court baggage. So to me, Beard, uh, I, I, uh, that's a no for me, dog, on Beard. I know uh, he's I a it. great basketball coach and he no, wins, I mean, that's, he that's wins games. He I, know, wins I, know I know all charges were dropped. Hell, I mean, I, who knows? That's why I prefer. I don't know. I don't, I'm not privy to anything. I know technically all charges were dropped and you know, his yeah. wife recanted what she said and said she was exaggerating or lying. Like, but. I don't know. I hear you. That's a serious, serious thing. Like you put your hands on a woman. Like I, 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 <laughs> I don't think anything yeah. of you at all. Like you're, you're a, you're a POS. I wish I could yeah. say it, uh, say it stronger, but uh, Here's the biggest, biggest I, I, hear, I hear what you're saying there, but if, if that got vetted, I, I really like Chris Beard as a yeah. coach. The, the, the absolute biggest thing is you need somebody who's going to operate with the new paradigm, which is uh salary cap basketball, NIL, uh, finding the dollars to pay the transfers that you're going to need to plug the roster and to pay the incoming freshmen that you need and to pay the players who can play to stay on your roster. Three three areas where you're going to have to pay people. And it's working out in football right now as we see at Ohio State. So now it needs to work out in the basketball realm. Somebody who is locked in, and, and believe me when I say this, agents. Agents that are representing players as well as the AAU people, somebody who is locked in with this tangent of people that produce talent. You lose two or three transfers or a one-and-done to the NBA, you replace them with two players who can play. You lose one, you replace with two. That's what has to happen with this roster. That's been Holton's biggest failing. As I said in my column last week, if you like basketball, go read that column. Illinois had six impact transfers the last two years. They're sitting atop the Big Ten, right below Purdue. Ohio State's had one. They're in last place. Well, just, well, they're probably back in last place. 
No, they have one more win than Michigan. So uh, they're 13th place. Do the math, people. Six, six is greater than one. So there you go. It's amazing where this program is. Amazing in a horribly bad way. Third, sole possession of 13th place in the Big Seventh Ten. year. There's no blame the predecessor. There's no blame whatever. There's sure is no blame in the predecessor. My God, Chad Mata had this program way up here. Now Chris Holman has it like off the screen down low. Like when the kids go like, oh, too short, like uh, too too crappy. I almost use a different word. Too crappy is where Holman has this program. It's 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 an absolute disaster. And Gene Smith giving him the contract extension. Uh, a year and a half ago for no freaking reason. Like it's still, it still bothers me when you already signed into an eight year contract. He still had three years left on the, the deal you already gave him. There was no reason to give him a contract extension, whatever. Apparently money grows on trees now at Ohio state. So giving him a $14 million buyout will be nothing. Bjork's used to giving out buyouts that are like close to a hundred million. He's like 14 million. Here you go. You got change, but uh great stuff from Steve Hellwagon. Appreciate it, Steve. And uh, appreciate all of you for tuning in. Really appreciate that. Hope everyone has a great rest of your day. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast wherever you get your podcasts.